Backcast. I'm your host, Nicole, and I want to wish you a very, very happy Valentine's Day, however you're celebrating, wherever you're celebrating. We are going to celebrate on the Expatcast with a love-themed episode. <laughs> so I had, oh god, I had so much fun with this episode. As you'll hear, it's someone who is a blast from my past, sort of. A friend of mine came to visit from Zurich for the weekend, and we recorded this episode about long-distance love, because I moved to Germany in large part to be together with my German boyfriend, but we had spent two years in a long, long, long-distance relationship, and I feel like that seemed like super special and unique before I moved here and then you move here and you're like surrounded by this expat community of people like primarily women who have moved for their primarily German boyfriends or husbands or what have you and um yeah you find out real fast that you are not special at all but that's okay because the specialness was not in the uniqueness of the situation but rather the beauty and depth of your love for that person and I really oh man I liked getting to look back on how long we've come. I I said on Instagram this week, you know, I've just been so wrapped up in all of the stress and adjustments that come with moving to a new country. I've had plenty of moments where I appreciate, I mean, so many little moments where I appreciate, truly appreciate being in the same place as my boyfriend, but especially in the last several months, things have just been so chaotic and we've moved so far past that. We've gotten so used to being a normal couple that... I almost forgot that the majority of our relationship, we were apart, like far, far apart. And it's just kind of nuts to think back on like, how the heck did we manage that? But you'll get to find out. (laughs) So this episode is all about how I coped with long distance, how my friend Meg coped with her long distance relationship, which was even longer than mine. And God, I could I could gush for a long time about how full this made my heart, but I'll let the episode do the talking. So here it is, me and Meg. So my name is Meg Adams. I am from Hatboro, Pennsylvania, which is a suburb of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I live in Zurich, Switzerland, and I've been living there since June 2018. Uh, let's start with our love story. Sure. We met in a warm summer. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lovely summer in 2007. Probably somewhere around there. I yeah, think right? it was 2007, actually. Yeah. actually. <laughs> we were um, forced into a carpool by our moms. We went to the same theater camp, and it was very far away. We got shoved into a carpool together and became friends, but very much the kind of friends who were like, I admire you from afar, and then I see you, and it's fun, and then we'd go back to admiring people from afar. The only times I would run into you would be like midnight release parties of Harry Potter things, and I'd be yes. like, is that Nicole in a corner <laughs> running around in wizard robes? And I'd be like... That's how you know that she's great. Also, um, we came together once a couple years after theater camp to create a viral video. We did that. So we're both um, big fans of Newsies, mm-hmm. uh, the the 1990-ish? Something like that. Musical movie. So basically, I woke up one day and was like, it would be really funny if you put the dance from the song Seize the Day to the music from Lady Gaga's 
bad romance. Mm-hmm. I told that to Meg or somehow we communicated She this. posted it as a Facebook status because this was 2009 or so. Peak Facebook time. And I saw that on Facebook and it was something like, if you start this YouTube video exactly at this time and this YouTube video exactly at this time, they line up perfectly. And so I, being a slight nerd, was like, oh, I can just download those YouTube videos and edit them together for her. And so I did that and I just posted it on YouTube. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, some amount of time later, I get a text from Meg being like, uh, that video just got posted on Perez Hilton and Huffington Post. And all of a sudden it was viral and it was like memed and other music video yeah. or other songs went to that dance too. There's an NSYNC version. There's like, it's tearing up my heart. <laughs> there's, there's a good couple of like reply videos of people doing the same thing to seize the day. I'll, uh, I'll link to the, at least the original. Um, yeah. And then anyone can fall down the rabbit hole from there. But anyway, <laughs> since that was like our peak moment, right? Yes. And then... Fast forward several more years. Okay, now we're going to start bringing in the other love stories. Um, <laughs> there's, there's not allowed to be another love story. Let's be real. Ours is the true love story. This is the primary one. And here are some secondary <laughs> Happy <science>. Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I'll, I'll tell a little bit of my, my love story. Mm-hmm. And then you tell a little bit of yours. And we'll show how they come together, right? Where they merge. <laughs> so I was living in Charleston, South Carolina at the time. And the, I'd, I'd met this guy who was in town from Germany. And... We sort of like hit it off and had a little crush on each other. And then he asked me out to dinner and I was like, oh my God, yes. And he did it in a super cute way. I was super touched. And this was Saturday and I moved away from Charleston that Monday. Mm -hmm. He was flying back to Germany that like Wednesday or something. So in this moment, I'm like, yes, date. Um, Realistically, like not really not really viable. Mm-hmm. Um, my family was in town to for help so me many move. reasons. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for so many reasons. So it was very much like, yeah, this is gonna be a thing, and like we kissed and all this stuff, and then <laughs> and then I like left town, and he did too, and he was back in Germany, I was back in Pennsylvania, and we were still talking. But I was like, yeah, this is not really like a good plan. Like who was like, I'm going to date this guy who lives on a different continent. Sounds great. However, skipping ahead a bit and eventually, you know, we that's Gordon. That's my boyfriend. That's the one that I moved to Germany with. So that was how it all started. But um, that summer I was I was living at home in Pennsylvania for a couple months before moving to Chicago mm-hmm. and Meg was in town. And we decided to meet up. So basically, I um, went to college in England for three years and then eventually moved back home to the U.S. And so I'd just moved back to the U.S. and I was kind of down and wasn't really sure what to do. And I'd never dated before. And I was like, I should really try to date. I'm freaking 21. Let's figure this out. And so I decided to get on, like, dating apps. (laughs) So what I did was I went on OkCupid and I posted just enough nerdy things in my in my little profile that boys were like, I I also like Star Trek. Um, And so I had posted some nerdy things on on my profile and this one guy messaged me and I said something about having studied musical theater and he'd done theater in school. And then after like five messages, he mentioned, he's like, oh yeah, like I'm, he said something like, I'm a foreign person. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that means. And he was like, oh, that was a weird way of saying, I'm from Germany. And I was like, but you you live in the Pennsylvania area? And he's like, yeah, no, I'm studying abroad in Philadelphia. And so uh, that turns out to be who is now my boyfriend, Lucas. Uh, Lucas was studying abroad at University of Pennsylvania for a year. And I met him in February of that year. And then he moved back to Germany in May. Well, so I basically, I had been around for like a year trying to get back from like, I'd I'd studied musical theater. I was like, I'm going to live in England. That did not pan out. And so I moved back to Pennsylvania and was like, I'm working at Olive Garden. Um, I had like 
come back and started dating Lucas and he was like, well, I, we can, we should date. You're really fun, but I have to leave. And I'm like, yeah, I know you're from Germany. You're going back to that Germany place. And so I messaged, uh, he'd left at this point and I, we were talking, we're like, we should finally meet up. You're moving to Chicago. We have to meet up. And I think like on our messaging planning this, I was like, oh yeah, I have so much to tell you. Like I'm actually started dating this guy in Germany to which Nicole just did like a dot, dot, dot. We should talk. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm also excited about this. Whatever's going on. And we met up at a Starbucks, had coffee and Nicole like five minutes and was like, yeah, so me too. <laughs> And that was hilarious and insane because that doesn't happen. That, right. Like statistically, this is super weird. <laughs> it's so bizarre, but it was so nice because I was thinking about that era of my life. And like I said, I was very hesitant to be like, this is a thing. I was like, I don't know. We're talking and it seems like it shouldn't be a thing, but, <laughs> but it's kind of a thing. But as things got more and more serious and I was increasingly like, this seems like, like, what am I doing? Like all of a sudden mm -hmm. I, like my boyfriend lives 4,000 miles away, what am I doing? But I had at least two close friends that were doing long distance relationships. One, it was a four year long thing between Philadelphia and Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. He then moved back to Philly for her and they're getting married this summer. I'm so excited. That's so um, cute. <laughs> the other, um, she had gone to live in Mozambique for a year and had oh. um, been dating a guy in Mozambique. And then this was like six years ago, but they are so deeply in love with each other that if they haven't admitted that they're together, mm -hmm. then it has just like subliminally ruined plans to be with other people because the oh, love wow. is just so strong. Yeah. So I had these these two role models of, of like how impossible and how hard it is, but also there's certain things you can't deny and, mm -hmm. and there are certain things that are that are worth it. And that gave me a little bit of the hope and the inspiration to be like, maybe it can work out somehow, even if I don't have all the answers. And I think what was so cool about us reconnecting then is like, we were in the same exact spot. The same exact <laughs> boat, which we're, was so weird. Like we were like, yeah, have you tried Duolingo? I should probably learn some German. And we were like, yeah, we should probably learn a bit of German. <laughs> exactly. And then we're both in this boat of like, should we? Or like both really in the boat of like, this isn't a good call, <laughs> but I think we're doing it anyway. It seems like it's happening. I don't... <laughs> I thought we'd agreed that this wasn't happening, but it seems like it's happening. Yeah, that's so I don't know how it was for you, but when so Gordon and I were long distance then two years. So I, I did move to Chicago and actually the way we played it was I was still like, no, 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 I can't be like, this is my boyfriend. Like I just that makes me sad to say like that just seems depressing because he's super far away. And also moving to Chicago, like I want to have the opportunity to be open to meeting people and like we don't know what this is and I don't want it to hold me back from experiencing whatever whatever would would could be there for me, you what know, could possibly could. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I was spending all my weekends Skyping for eight hours straight. And you know, like, yeah, so I, I very much like I say it like I accidentally started dating this German guy because it's very much the truth. Like I tried really hard not to. We had a deal where anytime we were meeting up, mm -hmm. we were like, all right, hey, boyfriend, girlfriend, it's happening. Yeah. But it was like expiration date, uh, airplane. Okay, <laughs> you know? interesting. Yeah. And when, when I would then go back to the States, at some point I was finally like, fine, I'll call him my boyfriend because we neither of us dated anyone else the whole mm -hmm. time despite our best efforts. We were like, <laughs> no, really. Like, I think he actually did go on a date with one girl, but he was like, I think she'll be great for my friend. <laughs> and I was like, that's not why she went on a date with you. Like, how dare you? But also... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. She would be great for your friend. <laughs> so anyway, my point with all this is to say like when when I finally got to a point where I was admitting that we were together mm -hmm. and people were like, wait, so how does that work? Or like, how did you do that? Like my feeling was very much like, I don't think I ever set out to be like, 
this is the situation. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it happened to us. It happened to me. And then, but it was never like really planned out. It was like, we're together. We like each other. We're apart. We still like each other. And now I guess this is a situation. I'm, I'm going to make big sweeping generalizations now. But I think there are, <laughs> finally, I think there's like two kinds of long distance relationships. There are the people who are like, I'm all in. We've known each other a, a normally fairly finite period of time, but like, that's it. I'm moving kind of things, which is like totally valid, but also not something that I was willing to do or was really able to do because I'd been dating Lucas three months by the time he left. And I was like, that's a lot to pin on someone I've known for three months. But loads of people do that. I've met people now so many times from having lived in Europe who were like, oh yeah, I dated him. We fell in love. It was a whirlwind thing. And I got married two months later. And I'm like, holy crap. (laughs) That's like half beautiful and half terrifying. And I think it would be all beautiful had I not had the experience I have where I'm like, <laughs> no, that's terrifying. Because um, I think I think I just like stared that in the face for three and a half years and was like, that's so much. That's such a big move and commitment. I think sometimes when you're faster about it, you just do it and mm-hmm. it's, it's a choice you made. And I think the other side of it is like, we won't be in a long distance relationship. We can't be in a long distance relationship. I just happen to love this person who lives in a different continent oh crap (laughs) and so like you either are all in on being in a long distance relationship and it's a thing you're gonna do and everyone's 100% in or I think a bit like us you accidentally fall into a long distance relationship and it's just like well the other option is not being with this person and I'm not fully willing to do that and so like for for me and Lucas it was more of a um we dated for about three months before he left and he ended up we like extended it for another month by sheer force of will. Um, like he stayed with my family for two weeks after he was left dorm rooms. And then we went on a couple trips so that I could just spend time with him because the agreement we had was that we didn't want to do a long distance relationship. So we were going to break up when he left. And so you just were like, never leave. <laughs> yeah, well, that was, Can we do an extra month? What's the plan? Um, there was very, he was like, I'm going to go to Portland. I'm like, would you like some company in Isn't Portland? Isn't it so funny? Like these weird games we play. Like it's like we, we make up these, our own rules about mm-hmm. when we are and are not dating. And then like bend over backwards to accommodate them. <laughs> but I, I mean, right now it sounds so silly. And I remember in the time my friends being like, I would be like, no, he's not my boyfriend. And they would be like, great. So you're not going to call him your boyfriend. I am. Stop me. <laughs> well, I remember you like explaining this process to me because basically we we like Lucas and I had agreed we weren't going to be dating anymore. And when I saw you for the first time and we chatted about all of this, I was in the period between when Lucas had left and I was going to Paris to visit a friend of mine from college who was working in Paris. And I was like, hey, Lucas, I don't know if you know this, but France is like super close to Germany. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> a fun fact about geography. And I was like, in case you're interested, would you maybe want to come over to France and see me? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And that was already the plan before he left. So we knew when he left that I was seeing him in about a month and a half. But we decided we were going to not do a long distance relationship anymore. <laughs> period. We decided that wasn't the plan. And I I was a bit like, oh, maybe but he was just like I'd rather not and I was like I don't get to decide that you do a long distance relationship when you don't want to we're out (laughs) and so that was the plan but we knew we were going to see each other in a month and a half and so we kept talking and like even though we were supposed to have broken up at the airport we like talked all the time and it seemed like we were possibly more in a relationship than we were when he was here like we were talking even more and doing all that and so I remember seeing seeing you and being like yeah I'm supposedly broken up with him and I'm very confused (laughs) 
And then I met up with him in Paris. And at some point we like sat down and tried to like talk it out. And I was like, it seems like we're still dating. And he was like, yeah, we are. And I was like, oh, okay. Good I'm to not know. That. <laughs> I wasn't wrong about that. Thank you. So was that like a moment where you were like, okay, we're in it? Yeah, we, we did like a, we never really had a back and forth kind of thing like you guys did. We did a oh, he is my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Retroactively, we have been dating still for the last month and a half. And I was like, good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Box checked. Thank you, sir. Um, Well, that's like also that makes me think of one of the biggest takeaways from being in this kind of weird relationship is I just don't care at all about labels anymore. And I know (laughs) that sounds super like I don't do labels, but like I didn't fit into any labels for so long. And I remember actually telling you, we were like both very basic German. Mm-hmm. And I told you that because we were both like, well, one of the problems is that we don't know how to classify ourselves. Like mm-hmm. we don't want to say that we're single. We don't want to say that we're in a relationship. But we also can't say we're dating because we don't see each other. Yeah. And so I told you that Gordon and I for a long time, um, at least to each other, we would call each other etwischt, which is a combination we made out of etwas, which is something and nicht which is nothing (laughs) and so we just put it together and we're like we are somewhere in between something and nothing something and nothing and fished and i remember you being like i like it i'm using it (laughs) (laughs) but that's but that really shows like these these uh, and there are also long distance relationships within a country and i think that's a whole nother topic yeah but when you're in these cross country scenarios yeah i think so my personal thing on long distance relationships is like if you have to get on a plane the distance that you have to go on the plane doesn't really matter i think any distance you put between two people who want to spend time together sucks regardless of the amount of time i think if you can drive it it's a bit it's like you can kind of group it in your head it's like i can do a weekend trip this can be a thing but once you have to commit to getting on a plane I feel like it doesn't matter if it's a one-hour plane journey or a seven-hour plane journey. It becomes a whole big ordeal. No, that's so true. Yeah. And that's also, um, I've always wondered if I think it's easier or harder to be weekendable distance from each Mm -hmm. other versus every couple of months. Because I honestly, I know how strongly I felt for Gordon throughout our long distance relationship and still to this day. And and if we were three hour drive away, I think every single weekend we'd be seeing each other. I would have seen Lucas literally every weekend. And that's so, an I don't know if that's good. It wouldn't have been healthy, but honestly, like my mental health stuff is a bit ooh, up and down anyway. And so I think it would have been healthier for me. Okay. It wouldn't have been healthy by literally everyone else's metrics. <laughs> I fully acknowledge. Like they'd be like, go live your life. And I'm like, what life? <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, I know people who do do this mm-hmm. and, um, and they do end up alternating weekends and all this stuff. But then you have this issue where it's like, okay, well, I don't get to have a normal, my own life in my city and, mm-hmm. and nor, nor does yeah. he or she, because we're, we're always negotiating this. Whereas for us, at least we were forced apart for so long that I had my own life the whole time I was in Chicago and it was deep and rich and beautiful. Whereas Your I think- life in Chicago looked delightful, by the way. <laughs> like I never got to like see you or anything when I was like, she is having the time of her life. It's I was. Beautiful. It was, I mean, it was just the most magical era. And if Gordon had been in Wisconsin, I think I would have been in Wisconsin so often Mm -hmm. and he would have been with me so often that it would have been different. And I'm not saying better or worse. I'm just saying different. And I love the life that I had. And I also know from my personal dating history, it's really, and and still to this day, something I struggle with is I just want to give myself to everyone in the world. And (laughs) it is hard for me to put the brakes on and be like, no, I'm going to take the time I need for me and not just like people, please. And so I was forced to be, to really think about what was right for me and right wrong for me and learn myself better in that way and actually part of why we did this whole like we're not boyfriend girlfriend thing is because I was like 
you know, if we hadn't met right now, I wouldn't be ready to be in a relationship. And he's like, well, then we're not in a relationship because you should be ready. You know, you should, we should start this when you're ready. And And um, we, we were able to sort of buy ourselves the time that I finally got to the point where it's like, no, I am ready. And, and now we can admit it. Like you said, it's been going on the whole time anyway, but retroactively. Yeah. (laughs) I love the retroactively part of that. Like, yeah, can we add two years to this now? Yeah. (laughs) Because labels are, as said, they don't help you out here. They don't help anybody. And I think they also like, yeah, I be- it just becomes super dicey. Like I was, we were always fairly open about the label because I'm a massive dork, apparently. I'd never dated before. And I think that was another weird addition on top of this that I feel like most people navigating things that could eventually be like long-term relationships, unless you started them in high school have had some level of like, I know what works for me. I know what doesn't work for me. I know what I need to fix. I know what, like, I have these problems in relationships. I have to think about these when I go into a relationship. And I had no idea. I'd like never dated anyone before. And so I just started dating this person. And I was like, I could be wrong, but this feels really great. He's really great. And then I also had no metric to compare it to. So I was like three months in, I'm like, I'm really happy. He's really great. Is every relationship like this? It's like <laughs> at three months is normally where this is. And everyone's like, well, I feel like, you know, and I was like, I, no, I don't. I don't know. Well, I really everyone don't. Everyone also tells you there's the honeymoon period and like, you yeah. know, and we never like got to leave it, I think was the other part of that, too, that like. I also have never really felt like I've left. <laughs> that seems so, so corny. I've never felt like I left the honeymoon period with Lucas. It's just been so perfect. No, but actually, but like, yes. I like, uh, this is you one know of what the I things mean? I wanted to say. Because yeah. you never get that chance to be around that person so much that you lose the like glow of being around that person. Yeah. That you start with early on when you're like, I found somebody I really like. And this is just, it makes me really happy to be around them. And I'm like really weirdly emotional when I'm around them just because I'm like so happy because I'm like you're here you're a human it's great and I we had only dated for like three months and then he left and so all through it was five months after so three months he left I saw him for a week in July and then I did not see him for five months the five months that I didn't see him was longer than the time we dated when he was here which is crazy. Like, yeah. no one does that. Um, I But, like, all I had in my brain was, like, this guy is, he was really awesome. And I've, I'd never, like, experienced that negative stuff. But it also feels like it stayed that way. I think, because I also think I've been without him for so long and for such long periods. And it wasn't like I didn't know him. I knew him very well. And there were, I think, much like you, we both tried to mitigate like possible problems moving by doing like test run periods yeah yeah. we both did like a i'll go for this period of time i did we we should lay that out too okay so let's both go through the periods of time of like okay i'll I'll go first and then you can you'll understand what i mean and then you can do it (laughs) so we met or like he asked me out whatever in may we had planned to see each other again over christmas break but then sort of spontaneously went to Ireland for a long weekend that was in September so we'd got what is that like three four months not seeing each other things had developed so much we're like we need to see each other we go to Ireland for like a long weekend then another three four months don't see each other get together for two to three weeks in December January then I went to Germany for a week in March so we only had like a two-month gap there then I went to Germany for three months May to August. I was super jealous of that. That was like a year out, right? Yeah, like, yeah that was that great. Was, yeah. And then and then we had our five month 
stretch and that was the worst. Um, Freaking so worst. we didn't see each other for five months and then he moved to Chicago for three months mm -hmm. and then so that was like january to march something like this mm -hmm. then i graduated grad school and he surprised me by ah. showing up for graduation so we had another week then in may and then i moved to germany in august so and that's kind of our so we averaged three to four months of not seeing each other mm -hmm. and over the time we got longer periods of time together five months was the longest we were apart got it sucked okay you go five months is like way too much. Like I could do three months. I could do yeah, three to four months. Somehow okay. five months was just ah, because it like that that you feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel with five yes. months. You're like this is never ending. And we literally didn't know it exactly. Was, it was also yeah. I had no idea when yeah. I was seeing him again. Like yeah. I left. That was the so my, laying out my version. Uh, so we ended up doing long distance for three and a half years. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone hears that and is like, I'm sorry, what did you do? And I'm like, and I agree, I was there. It was not great. Um, <laughs> like zero out of 10, would not recommend. But then also, isn't this a weird thing? You're like, but worth it. I would totally do it. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's again, it was, it. it sucked. It was so bad and so painful. But the alternative was not dating Lucas. And that wasn't worth it. Yeah. It, it, I was still, we, our metric forever was... If this still makes me happier than it makes me upset, then it's worth it to stay in in this. At least yes. that was that was kind of like what we both expressed. That was the, you know what, I'm still happier that I am dating you, than I am sad that I'm not seeing you. Yes. So, that means I have to stay in this, right? Um, <laughs> so we like talked back and forth for about a month, and then we went on a first date in February, and we ended up dating while he was in Philadelphia from February to June. And then he left. And then I saw him again in July. And then I didn't see him, that was five months, I didn't see him again until December. I got to visit him at Christmas. So I, that was two weeks Christmas. And then the timeline starts getting more dicey, but we tended to come, he like came to visit for Easter. So it was about three to four months. And then I would go out in summer, which is about another three to four months. So it would, we had like a nice period of time but it was about three to four months and then in my second year of dating so it would have been we started dating in 2015 in 2017 i came and lived with lucas in zurich for two months and then we saw each other again in december <laughs> and then no sorry it was that was, that was 2016 that i did that i'm sorry oh, okay. so that was the summer of 2016 we did that and then again it was just a period of two to three months uh for our second year anniversary we met up in barcelona and did a cruise cool that was fancy and that was like, probably the shortest period of time we went between seeing each other so it was about a month between those two which worked out and then basically it got to a point where i was pretty sure i was okay with moving um i have a degree in musical theater and my job situation is always a bit in flux because of that and he had a solid job that meant that he was happy where he was and being paid human money. Scandalous. And Swiss money. Human Swiss money. <laughs> he is German, but he lives in Switzerland because he has a job there. Um, which I feel like I should explain because we keep talking that. about that. <laughs> I'm like, why do you live in Zurich? Good yeah. question. Um, so I figured out that I had to apply for jobs and I applied for jobs and finally got a very specific kind of visa that Switzerland has and was able to come officially in june of 2018 but that was after being offered the job in early march of 2018 uh, i know that pain too <laughs> yeah we, we've commiserated over that pain many yeah. a time <laughs> yeah i would say there's one of my favorite quotes about writing is writing is like driving in the night with headlights you can't see the whole road but you can see enough 
to get the whole way. It's a way prettier quote. Yeah. But that's what I remember of it, mm-hmm. right? I feel like my long distance relationship in yours too is kind of the same thing where it's no like... No headlights. At no point. There are, there are people who know he's studying, but we're going to move in together when he's done studying or whatever the situation is. And they have their end date, but... Mine wasn't that way. And that was terrifying. And a lot of the times hard to really relate to. Like people were like, I don't understand what's your plan. And I was like, I also don't know. <laughs> what I can see is I know we're going to see each other in X amount of months. Usually. Well, and, and yeah, the, the usually, usually is like every <laughs> once in a while we'd leave and I would be like, I don't know when I'm seeing you again. And like it wasn't really a question of if I'm seeing you again. Like it's pretty obvious. And that was the other thing. So many people, I would tell so many people like, yeah, it's just really hard because I don't know when I'm seeing him again. They're like, what? That's that's how you guys left it? You don't know if you're seeing each other again? I'm like, no, it's not. I don't know if, like, I'm going to see him again. But I don't know when. Like, I don't know if I'm looking forward to something. Yeah, I don't okay. know what my timeline is like. This is super painful. And I think that was, it was more the not knowing that was really painful. That, like, so many people have those, de- have those end dates set. And loads of people have, like, if you, if you're in a, I don't know, a dark spiral of, what is this long distance relationship and why am I doing this and how do people get through that? I've never heard of those spirals. But just in case you ever find yourself (laughs) in one of those spirals and you Google long distance relationship playlists. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) If you're ever in these spirals, one of the first things you'll find is like advice for long distance relationships. And one of the main bits that people have is like always have an end date. And that's like the first thing people tell you, the first thing that people are like for your long distance relationship to work. You need to know when it's going to end. And if you don't know, then it, it will be too hard and too painful. And I'm like, I mean, I agree, but... Yeah, but I, you can't I can't the scenario. that. Yeah. Like, but I do find as long as we knew the next meetup plan, you can da- you can handle it. You and and we that. found so many fun ways to count down. Like we would do different challenges. Like That's the, cute. Yeah, the first year we did, um, you know, those little chains, like paper chains <gasps> oh. that I use for countdowns. We, mm-hmm. we came up together over a Skype date. We came up with a bunch of different prompts of however many days were left. We saw each other and then each day I'd open the prompt and it was a challenge it would be like see how many of the things on your bedside table you can balance on your head take a picture and then send it to the other person and we both had to do the challenge that day that's pretty cute and it was so fun there were so many ridiculous ones but it made it you know of course i just wanted the end day to be here but at least we found a way to enjoy the in-between and participate with each other during yes which i think that's the that's the real secret i think long distance relationships are nothing but communication yes which is dicey at times when you're like so frequently like you're like this is all i have right now all i have is text messages today like all i have is the occasional skype call and you you don't want to like reduce something that you really love and enjoy down to like all it is is text messages and skype calls but like there would be times when i'd like say something to students of mine and they'd be like they'd talk to me and i was like oh yeah i was talking to my boyfriend and i like gesture to my cell phone yeah I'm like because that is my boyfriend um <laughs> i always told people i'm dating whatsapp and skype and yeah. also there's this guy on the other end but sometimes but mostly it's whatsapp and skype <laughs> yeah totally like i'm like but i think that's also i'm so grateful that we had this experience i think it's made us much better communicators yes it is relationship boot camp and <laughs> i really think is. any like i'm like so radical about it now i'm mostly joking when i say this but if i have like friends that are getting married and they've never been long distance i'm like even if it's just for like a month or two i'm like you got to do it because that's how you learn that's how you learn if it's gonna sink or swim mm. and that's also how you learn how to do 
better at everything because you know what i if i get mad at you i can't leave the room because leaving the room in a long distance relationship is turning off your phone and not talking and then you don't have a relationship because all you have is talking yeah so you have to learn how to be like i'm really pissed at you and this is why and we're gonna keep talking because that's all we have mine is the unhealthier (laughs) version of that where i'm like i'm upset i'm not entirely sure how to talk about this over text message because i'm the kind of person who apparently needs to like sit down with you and talk about it because i feel like that's the way to impart like i'm upset about this but i don't hate you like i still love you let's work this out kind of stuff and trying to do that via text message gets super dicey and trying to do that even via skype is super dodgy and so i tended to be like okay this is all the stuff i have to talk to him about next time i see him (laughs) which like not a great mentality i don't recommend it but it also meant that every time i like had to have a big serious conversation with my boyfriend we like sat down on the couch face to face and saw each other. And I was like, I'm only here for two weeks. I have to get this done in two weeks. I have to talk about the things that I need to work through. The like, this is going really well. Don't you think we should keep doing this? Or like, this actually doesn't really work for me. We need to change this and we need to change it actively. And just like having proper communication times of like sitting, talking to each other, because you're also, you see each other so rarely that you don't want to like ruin these times with (laughs) bad stuff, but you also want it to be like, let's leave this with it being the best possible version of our relationship after two weeks. And then we can go back to the less optimal version of our relationship. (laughs) Yeah. We also, we would do little things like we had Pharaoh Tuesday. Yes, which you only mentioned today for the first time, and I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I don't, I really don't know how this started, but every Tuesday we'd take our t-shirts and um. So if you're you're taking a t-shirt off, but you leave the the neck hole around your head, mm-hmm. and then the the arms flop, it kind of looks like a pharaoh hat. Okay. And so every Tuesday we would. I would like sneak off to the bathroom at work or when I'm getting ready in the morning or in that night like and he would do the same thing like take a pharaoh picture send it to each other and it's just these little goofy things and we could be in the middle of a really tough time mm-hmm. but it was pharaoh Tuesday and you know the rules so <laughs> you, you can't did it. not send a pharaoh Tuesday picture <laughs> and Obviously. I think that really taught us too. like I mean we don't have time to talk about it today but we both have now transitioned to living with our partners and yes. we're still happy <laughs> yes and I think so much of it has to do with the, the times when we hit walls in our relationship and we can't figure out how to be better to each other and with each other and for each other, we are able to reflect back on like, how did we make this work when we were so far apart? And it's like, right, we always had our little things and Mm -hmm. we always had little jokes and we couldn't just be angry because then that was the whole thing. And so you, you sort of, get to reflect back on what worked for you then and mm. learn from it and and I loved what you said earlier about like the honeymoon ha- it still hasn't ended yeah because it's... I mean part of it is like okay I, I remember so many people were like you're gonna move in together and it's gonna be different because your relationship so far has been romance it's it's dramatic and it's sad most of the time but you meet up and you, the time you spend together is always magical because you're traveling the world together and going on adventures and but it's not the same thing as waking up every day and and fighting over dishes you know and I was like yeah but I want that so badly I'm so excited to fight over dishes yes which like I think it makes something as stupid as getting to wake up next to somebody which isn't stupid but like getting (laughs) I, I still like go to sleep at night I've been here almost eight months and I go to sleep at night and like if he's already asleep next to me I'm just like looking at him like 
holy crap, I get to actually go to sleep next to you. Yes. When you guys were you're staying with us for the weekend and I got home and was like, oh, Gordon didn't clean up at all. His socks are all <laughs> over the place. And, you know, my actual reaction is like, how dare you? But my real reaction is like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited I'm around his socks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and this is, this is four years in. We've now lived together like a year and a half. And I'm still like, I still have that in me where I'm like, I'm so glad I can be mad at you about socks. It's like so dopey. And I get like weirdly emotional emotional about it yeah. to where I'm just like I'm just so happy we get to bake together <laughs> but it's that perspective you know and it's again I'm not recommending that someone seek out a long distance relationship because mm. most of the it's time hard. it was it's hard painful. and then you get this whole thing too where like I did have an amazing life in Chicago but I always felt something was missing from me and it was him and then when we were together and we started our life in, Chic- in, in Freiburg I was then like oh well now I'm missing all this other stuff yeah and so you do get this this kind There's of duality. always a push and pull kind of yeah but but I did learn that I knew exactly to what extent he was important to me because yeah. I knew what it was like to not have him around that's the other thing that like but when you want to fight over things like dishes you already know what you're willing to go through for this person and so like I think people who haven't had to go through that can get sometimes and again with my non-existent experience in other relationships but you can get a bit like hung up on these little smaller things because you've never had to really stare in the face the idea of not dating this person and like there were loads of times I, I I assume you had something similar where like it was like I really shouldn't date this person I like this does not make sense this is so painful to me right now in this moment. I'm crying myself to sleep at night. Many because, a night. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not with this person who I know I'm happier around. I know I'm a better person around. I know that this is what I want. And I'm just like three and a half years of not that yep. was truly terrible. Yeah. Um, before we spiral into a four-hour conversation. That sounds like us. We're going to round the corner and head to home with our ending segment, yeah. which is Zach, Zach, Zach. <laughs> All right, so I have three questions for you. You're going to answer them without thinking it, overthinking it. Just go with your gut. I'm scared because they're always so German and I don't even live in Germany. Oh, yours actually aren't. Oh, cool. Good, good. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite Valentine's Day candy? Oh, oh. Um, do Reese's have like a heart-shaped version? That's yeah, that. yeah, they do. I like that. And the ratio of peanut butter to chocolate is different. Mm-hmm. Good call. Which newsie do you most identify with? That's a good question, though, because I have seen the stage show. I think Crutchy feels about right. Heck yeah. He's living his life. <laughs> Soak him for Crutch. <laughs> what is the best musical of all time? Oh, God. Ha. I'm going to go Company because I'm horribly, horribly biased in favor of Stephen Sondheim. But uh, yeah, anything with Rolla Sparza makes me deeply happy. And he's the revival Bobby and Company. I'm very impressed. <laughs> I thought you were going to like literally just like Explore. walk away and be like, I can't choose one. <laughs> well, thank you for for visiting me, by the way. <laughs> it's been so, this is our once every five years visit. Yeah. We've done it. <laughs> yeah. Funny little footnote of this whole thing. We have not seen each other in person since that meeting in Starbucks <laughs> until today and we or this weekend. And we literally I didn't even notice it because we've spent so much time commiserating yeah. Because we had a relationship by WhatsApp. Yeah. Uh, it was another long-distance relationship, Nicole. <laughs> and our, I'm glad that we've sort of ended our long-distance relationship here. Yes. It's been lovely. Somehow we've ended up two hours apart, so I'll come soon, Derek, soon. Maybe we'll do part two of uh, yes. Drop in the Long Distance. What we happens have a, We have a podcast with Mike. We can make that happen. <laughs> Thank you so much, Meg. Thank you, Nicole. 
how great is Meg, guys? <laughs> She's just the best. And it was so great. I got to meet Lucas this weekend for the first time after four years of hearing about him. He is awesome, and I totally get why Meg stuck it out for him. <laughs> I am so thankful to Meg and to the other people in my life who I mentioned who have had long-distance relationships who are giving me the hope and strength to keep on going. And I hope that anyone out there listening who is still in a long-distance relationship is able to hear our stories and, and get that little next wind of hope that you need to just keep on plugging along because if you love that person, it is worth it. So, it seems appropriate to thank Gordon Eisenach, my partner in life and in podcasting. And thank you as always to Amy Lungi Art for the logo and Sidehug for the theme music. They're on Instagram at Hug from the Side. We're on Instagram too at The Expat Cast, as well as on Facebook, Twitter, and and Pinterest. Please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and tune in next week because the theme of long distance relationships kind of continues, at least long distance friendships. <laughs> Until then, have a great Valentine's Day.